0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Boys of 161st Street. Thanks for joining us today, as always. Before we get this rolling, we would really appreciate it if you guys could take two seconds and leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. All right, that's enough begging. This is another episode of Roll Call, a mini-series where we individually talk about each player on the Yankees. 15 minutes starts now. 161st Street, Yankee Stadium. Alright, welcome back to the boys 161st Street roll call episode 15 minutes starts the clock now another episode with Dan over here this time this time on the episode we're going to be talking about the boy Lewis Linwood Voigt. Change his number to number 59. That's disgusting. I hate that
1: Dude, number. I know. And like, I know he's honoring <laughs> his brother or something, which one, did his brother like pass away or are he just honoring his brother? Oh, I
0: didn't something? know that. Now I feel like it no, did. No, wow. I don't think he did. I don't think I'm
1: he did. Like, I'm brother with? No, I don't I, don't, I don't. I was just wondering. But number 59, bro, couldn't agree more. That is a, a gross number.
2: <laughs> the only thing I with really that. I really hope his brother didn't pass away. Now, bro. You're going to. Me either, well, I, I, track, I, I trash it all the that. time. Like, why did he
1: switch to 59? But if his brother died, I get it. But, like, if your brother's living, bro, get a better number. 36. I always felt like Boyd should wear 36. He looks like a 36.
0: Yeah, 36. I mean, anything but 59, honestly. That just looks like a lot. I mean, the only thing that does fit him is that's, like, a middle linebacker number, and he looks like a middle linebacker. So, I don't watch
1: football that much, but
0: <laughs> you got a jersey, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I mean, do.
1: I'm a casual Jets fan. I watch every single game. Not to get off topic, but
0: <laughs> that perfectly fine to be off. To, I mean, I, I get why you wouldn't watch much football because you're a Jets fan. So
1: it's weird. Like I watch every <laughs> game, but like I don't take it with me like I do the Yankees. Like the Yankees lose, like I wanna off myself. Jets lose, it's like whatever. You know? Yeah,
0: I get the stool out of my closet if the Yankees lose. I'm mean, I'm also an Eagles fan too, so I don't don't ask how that happened. But
1: Hey, at least you won a championship a couple years ago.
0: Yeah. Back to Voight, So <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> So I didn't even Vo- talk. I'm a fucking Giants fan. So Voight is one of those cashman finds just we got him for like absolutely nothing. I don't know the the details of the deal if you guys do. Go ahead, but he just seems like I don't know. I mean, I, this is why I can't shit on Voight too much because we didn't expect much out of him. So anything he does is yeah. better better than what you expect out of that. But now I think he's starting to come into his own in terms of like slated at the first base position. So now you can kind of shit on him. So the narrative kind of changed a little bit for him.
2: Yeah. Like my thing with Luke Voigt. So I obviously, there's just no secret to anybody, I was in love with Greg Bird because I went, <laughs> yeah. I went to a Greg Bird game. He had two home runs and I was like, wow, this is my hero. This is my first baseman for years to come. So I always would, when the Voigt trade went through, I didn't care at all. Uh, I liked Tyler Austin also better than Voigt. So I was like, oh, this Voight guy's going to suck. And then the whole first season, like that 2018 season, he was a phenom. And I was like, wow, fuck me. I guess I'm wrong. Luke Voight is a god. But I still was hanging on to the whole Greg Bird thing. Like, I remember last year watching opening day in your house, and Luke Voight hits a home run in the first inning. And I was like, "Yeah, I like Voight, but (laughs) I was like, shit. God damn it, I want Dude, this I'm to be so Greg with Byrd.
1: You on all of this, bro. And yeah,
2: then man. Greg Byrne <laughs> hits one in the ninth inning, and I'm oh, like, let's so go. go. Yeah, there's yeah. the first, there's <laughs> there's my first baseman. Fuck so yeah. I feel like I've never really given like Voigt the real like, fair go at like being our first baseman because I've always wanted somebody else. But I will say, I like Luke Voigt better than I like Mike Ford. And now I want Luke Voigt to be that guy. But like until uh, Dede left. I wanted DJ to be our everyday first baseman. So like, I'm kind of biased against Foyt. I never really give him the benefit of the.
0: So Dan, you're also a Greg Bird guy. This is wild. Yeah. Oh bro, no, I'm the, I'm out, I'm I'm a the... big Greg Bird guy. I'm a big, and I feel like on the last
1: episode, I think we may have brought it up at some point. Yeah, I think we sure. did. But uh, you know, as much as like, I admit, I would, I would definitely still want Greg Bird to be the starting first base for the Yankees. I, I love, love, Greg I, <laughs> I, I've been following his, sick his, bastards. We're right. Yeah, but I, I know. I know. Everybody's you. gonna stop listening now because like, <laughs> next day, Greg Bird. But, bro, Luke Voigt, and I hate to keep going with underrated. I'm going to do it, like, all the time. I Go feel ahead. Like, that's another guy, at least offensively. I mean, his defense isn't great. His base running, obviously, isn't too great either. But, I mean, offensively, and it works out pretty good that in his two years with the Yankees, it amounts to 157 games, a full season, essentially. Um, and in that 157 games, he's hitting, he hit 280 with an on-base of 380, slugging over 500 with 31 home runs. And that's that's a full season. I mean, look at that. A first base when can hit 30 home runs gets on base at, like, 370, 380 clip. I mean, heck, if he can stay healthy and do that, I'll take that. I think most Yankee fans will.
0: I mean, first base is such a scarce position across the league. So, I mean, if you remember last year, he almost ended up being the starter at first base. Carlos Santana got it. But, I mean, we were talking about him being almost a lock. That might have been Yankee bias. But, honestly, I'm going to flip the script on him a little bit. Because, like I have spoken on previous episodes, I have – I call it the – well, this is weird that it's another Luke, but this is the Luke – confidence tests. I don't know, I'm going to to be named later. We'll change it change it up, make it something else. <laughs> but he's someone that doesn't pass the test for me. And just abbreviate a abbreviated version of what the test is, I don't have confidence for him to get a hit when he's up at bat regardless of what the stats look like. And that is weird because he's actually the perfect example for this test for me because his stats usually are like 290 like I don't know, it's just something about him Maybe it's a little sample size. Go ahead.
1: So if you recall from basically when Judge got hurt in the beginning of last year through before uh, Boyd got hurt or whatever happened, um, like April through June, let's say. Before the London series because he got hurt in the London series. That's okay, yeah. He was batting second for basically the entire time Judge was out. That just shows how much the Yankees believe in him because we kind of know, especially with Judge always occupying the number two hole, that that's essentially where you believe your best hitter would go, the number two spot. And in that time, I mean – I remember April through June, like he carried us for he I mean, there were other guys, of course, doing it too with the whole next, next man up thing. But I mean, Luke Voigt, he was a big part of the Yankees like early season success.
0: He was no. hoping he was yeah, the backbone sure. of the next man up for sure. And I hate to be that guy to still, I, I mean, you can't, I can't just override it and say he passes the Luke test because I, it just, it's just something <laughs> not, in my no, mind.
1: Respect, <laughs> yeah, But I think, I think one big thing, and this pisses me off with Voigt is that, I can't have too much confidence in a guy that takes strike three calls down the middle, like to the point. Oh of the my point. God! It's like that's his my job. big. Prejudice. It's
2: his fucking job. I think that's so bad. I think that's, that. It. That. I it's think like, that's like, it. Right and down it, the middle, and it's always like he like no. He, be- Kev, he does backs off, member. Yeah. Yeah. He does that yep. thing where he goes. And, yeah. It's, yeah. and it's stop. Right stop. Remember? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I remember talking like almost outside, and he'll do. And it's right down. I remember talking to you about it. I remember saying like in your apartment last year. Wait! Stop doing the fuck! It's not. It's not inside. It's down the middle. He does that
0: square. little butt
2: scoot every time.
0: Yeah, that, and yeah I, and I don't, really I don't have any
1: problem with strikeouts. Like, like for the most part, at least, like if guys get on on base at a clip of three eighty, like Void does, I usually yeah. have no problem with strikeouts. But I mean, like when they just strike yeah. three calls, like blatantly obvious strikes right down the middle, it's so frustrating. So yeah. frustrating. I agree, and
2: I We're think like all in kind of the same realm with Void, like we. Yeah. numbers say and from what we've watched we should like him and like i do like I believe him I, th- I feel i get the vibe yeah. i like
1: him the most out of all of us i think so too I, I do have i have some <laughs> issues with him i mean defensively he has to improve i mean if you look back at last year opening day for example boy was the dh bird played first because bird yep. was a better first baseman boy's not that good at first base but i mean that's something he can improve and apparently he's feeling you know in the best shape of his life i know everybody says yeah, that. everybody but, says that
0: <laughs> yeah, i just
2: find my myself career. always trying to figure out like Whenever somebody asks our best lineup, like I always try to figure out, it's it's messed up, but I always figure out a way where somehow he's not included. Like last year, if you would ask me, says everything about it for you. Do
1: you want to put Ford at first? I mean, he is left. No, I don't oh, even like Ford. Ford I want oh, an I want an first. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I had in Duhar, like in my projected like what Dan, in Dan's ideal world going into the season. I had Andujar on the bench or possibly starting in AAA, but. I'm crazy with and duhar like people have gotten on me in the past they think I hate him I don't at all I just point out like a decent amount of flaws in his game but bro spring training see Miguel and duhar not to get off topic he looked good like he was crushing the he ball in spring training in left yeah. field he looked really good like he didn't make any crazy plays but I mean he was looking smooth but yeah not to get off topic but
0: Oh, no, I, I do for yeah, sure. Yeah. This is a huge Andujar podcast. That's why I was yes, about to tell got, you. That's basically
1: what I'm saying. Yeah. He got some time at first base. If so they found a way to get that in, with exactly the that's what I want. I'd be open to that. I'd be open. He to looked
0: that. like shit like, at first base. i
1: think I don't want to see him anywhere near third base. Like I, 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 no. I do not want to see. And especially when we have Gio.
2: Like absolutely, yeah. Hell no. Yeah.
1: Originally, like, I wanted him to DH and bat nine,
2: but no, which is fair. But like, and now it makes the most sense with Andujar at DH, and if if Stanton and Judge are healthy. Then it's NR at DH. and well, I get cool. that, and like Void belongs there, but I still, I just always find myself figuring out ways where. So this is it's an
0: interesting question that you bring up, and like, there's obviously a lot of movable parts, and nobody seems to be really like slated at their position except for the DJs and Glabers. There seems to be another like position battle in nearly almost every position other than catcher, obviously too. So with the first base position and Void in mind, it, what do you guys think? Is he like slated in that position, like how close is Ford to taking his job? How safe is the job, I should say? Like where is where is Ford? How much percentage would you give a chance of I him to be he, the starter?
1: To put it like this, I think Greg Bird had more of a shot of winning the first base job than Mike Ford did this I year. Agree. Just in terms of I think Boyd has it kind of locked down, to yeah. be honest. I mean, the only thing going for Ford, in my opinion, like towards his, you know, candidacy for being the first baseman, he's lefty. And in that plays, mm-hmm. I mean that's important, especially with what we said in the Hicks episode. Our lineup is so right-handed heavy to the point of absurdity where that could get Ford a decent amount of a batch, just for the fact that he is left-handed. But I mean, if it's up to me, you know, if I'm the manager of the New York Yankees and in the front office, I put Luke Ford's my first base.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'd say he's almost he's like 95% in. But what what is going for Ford too? It's like he's gonna make the roster. They like Ford a lot. Yeah. I've and I've seen it and I've kind of been like a lot of people like Ford a lot, but yeah. I feel like it's questionable. Like, I feel like there are better, like, I like Clint Fraser better than Ford, but like, I guess for what he brings and like, we Ford's need a, also a lot less
1: annoying than Clint Frazier, uh, but also, true. Better,
2: at least in my opinion, but also remember too, I mean, just to
1: show how good Ford is, we were having conversations. I don't think he made the place, uh, postseason roster, but we were having conversations last year about like, you know, uh, Mike Ford, he might be on the postseason roster. That's how good yeah. he was, you know, for
2: like what? Everybody college? had that like two week stretch. Like it was yeah. like, that was our next man up thing, but, like, yeah. there was a Talkman point. Yeah. There was a Luke Voigt point, and Ford was one of those guys that had a point, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, yep. Clem Frazier's only lasted, like, two days, so, like, that's why. I feel like
1: Aaron Hicks coming back actually clogs things up a lot. Now, obviously not in, like, a bad way. Like, I love Aaron Hicks, but it kind of makes the DH permanently stand, whereas before with Hicks out, what you could have done is Gardner in center, Stanton and left, and then in right field, obviously, Judge. DH, you can leave that as a revolving door to get Mike Ford at bats, Miguel and Duhor at bats. Yeah. You know, and Stank can still DH as well. But I mean, with Hicks coming back now, I feel like it's it kind of slims out Mike Ford's chance a little bit to get more at bats,
2: which might be a hot. So thing, you think know. you think that it may, it means Gardner in center, Hicks in left. Well, Stan now what DH? I think
1: now what I think it means is Our, Hicks sorry, is Hicks, Hicks and, and Hicks center. In center yeah. Uh, Gardner and left Stanton at DH, which mm. Stanton, I feel like is just going to be the permanent DH now, which I'm all for that as well. You know, injury wise, you know, to try to keep him healthy. But with that, I feel like whereas the DH could have been a revolving door for Mike Ford or like a Miguel and do to get at bats. Now it's kind of permanently stands at least
2: once Hicks. You're right. Out, in yeah, my that's true. I didn't really think about it like that because I, I always see it as like the way that I think the Yankees have been for the last few years is like, this job is tailored
0: to be taken away from Brett Gardner, and it's just nobody can do it. <laughs> no, everyone, they've been telling people to take Brett Gardner's job for the longest time, and he just like, and like he's like, yeah, until somebody tells me, like, me to, to leave, I'm gonna stay here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's Mike Talkman too. I mean, I, I want to see Mike Talkman get a lot of it bad so, All right, man, Luke, Luke that, Voigt, Luke Voigt,
0: Brett Gardner, I'm cool with that. <laughs> Luke Voigt, we're talking about Luke Voigt here. So, yeah, yeah. back to the question of Luke Voigt, you guys seem like he is safe for this year at least. So, does that what are your thoughts? On him, do you think he's the long-term solution at first base? That's a different question. Kev, I just- feel
1: like <laughs> I feel like he'll be the Yankees' first baseman throughout the rest of his like, you know, first like throughout the rest of his control. I don't know how long he's under control. He's, he's under control. Had, like, three years.
0: He's under control until 2024, and he's making through 2024 through 2020 if he has arbitration number four in 2024 oh, wow. so he's under control for another four years i mean yeah, 500 can stay healthy
1: i mean because when he's when he always seen as luke, like luke Foy as a yankee all we've seen is production when he's healthy besides like a little That's two right. three weeks towards the end of the year so i mean if he can just stay healthy and put up those kind of numbers maybe improve his defense a little bit Unless we maybe pull a trade for like a blockbuster first baseman or sign a blockbuster first baseman, you know, that I that's what I want. I'm head. so selfish. I, I mean, like that I, could happen. Like if there's like, is there like a left-handed like really good hitting? For, like maybe we got Cody. Maybe we sign Cody Bell. Freeman. Here, whatever. Or a trade. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Something <laughs> like that happens. Besides that, I think Voight. Yeah. I, I figure. You know, he probably would be. We don't have any big-time first base prospects or anything. So.
2: I mean, first base. Has, only thing that could happen is Mike Ford goes. Or Mike Ford. And, yeah. 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 And that,
1: that's one thing I was going to mention too about like Voight's job security. Is that say he has a tough first month
0: and Mike Ford's mm-hmm. raking,
1: real quick? We could see things change.
0: Yeah. yeah. If if Ford ends up putting up the numbers that he had been in the minor leagues that we've been seeing, people are saying he's like the next Babe Ruth. Even though this is a uh, a non-supporting Babe Ruth podcast, that's a different story. But he Babe Ruth sucked. Long story short. So <laughs> anyway, no, he,
1: I'll have to get the backstory of this conversation at some point. Yeah. yeah. Anyway,
0: he put up number like batting like five hundred minors. So if he ends up putting shit up like that, then I don't see Void having any well, spot yeah, on this no team. He's eh? I mean, <laughs> obviously not going to do <laughs> that.
2: five hundred. Obviously
1: another not going to do that. But. Another, another factor that comes into play is, you know, we're probably not going to, I mean, at least, I think baseball's coming back this year. We're probably not going to be playing in Yankee Stadium. I think it's going to be like, you know, in Arizona, like neutral yeah. sites or whatever. Very that true. So the left-hand forward. Exactly. I mean, Mike Ford, whereas you see a left-handed bat that could, you know, take advantage of the short porch and right. Now he doesn't have that anymore playing out in Arizona. So that, that's another fact. That is right? really interesting.
2: That's good, thinking. Think about that's that. good thinking. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, that's why, that's why we bring you around. Though. <laughs> I appreciate it, though. <laughs> Every time.
0: So the last thing I want to talk about with him is obviously I get how you guys feel about him for this year, but he did have the sports hernia. And I think that is obviously the reason why he ended up not doing as well down the stretch. Cause he was playing through it, which is a testament to him. He's as tough as they come, so that to me, I think obviously, if that healed well, he has he's had all the time in the world. The whole Yankees team should be healthy. Like I, mm-hmm. if anybody is you still think. hurt after this, I know, and you'd think, but if anyone's hurt after this, there's an issue. Like I don't understand what's going on. Oh, if that, Ooh. then there's an issue. Have okay. you not? I'm just saying. Already, <laughs> yeah. this shouldn't carry over. It shouldn't carry over to this year, and hopefully, it doesn't. But that's just all I wanted to say. I want to make sure that's. All, all good there because sports hernia obviously affected him at the end of last year. Otherwise you know, I'll say
1: something real quick about that sports hernia. I read an article, I think it was a New York post, Joel Sherman um, going into the detail about Luke Ford's injury. And the doctor literally told void that he, he tore his insides apart. Essentially. He, yeah. The doctor's yeah. like, what did you do? That's how it like, severe. That injury was. And I feel like people don't, you know, take that into account. Do
0: we especially. know when that happened? Um,
2: like we did you can say pin- it was a London series. Pretty sure it was a London series. Yeah. I know I it was Remember, he point, had a like, double. He hit a double and then he gets up. He was rounding first and like limped in the second.
1: Yeah. Cause I remember like April through June, he was just, he was money. I mean, he was really, really good. So I think, yeah, at yeah. like some point, you know, towards the end of June, July, whenever that one when, when was that London series, like end of June, I think. End so of June, I Yeah. Think maybe early yeah, July. So probably yeah.
0: around then. Anyway, to wrap up this episode, cause we got the NFL draft we want to watch right now, but, yeah. uh, so a lot of people, I don't know if this is the consensus, but I've been hearing that people say, like, oh, Luke Voigt is the biggest player on the team. And I don't know if that's just Judge trying to, like, deflect and be the the Mr. Humble that he is, but, I mean, that's just simply not true. Like, he's just, people, he's, he's a big, third biggest. he's a big dude. So that's my question. So if you had to choose two people to back you up in your corner on a brawl, who are you picking?
2: Judge and Chapman, done. Chapman Absolutely. is
0: enormous, and
2: people yeah, <laughs> don't, yeah. people
0: don't get that. <laughs> chapman he just i feel had, like,
2: like i'm taking chapman and stanton i feel like he's yeah. more aggressive aggressive than judge
1: that's true and that was the reason i picked chapman because i feel like like not saying this for any reason but like i feel like he has like that killer instinct in him you know yeah. oh that yeah judge that's true honestly i'm, I'm i just want to like if i'm you know picking two people i'd want to meet judge so that's why i pick him but, yeah me too <laughs> but.
0: <laughs> no but i would still pick judge because he's like don't poke the bear sort of thing he'll be nice to you but if he if you piss him off like you saw him yeah. in the brawl again in the Tyler Austin Against thing. He was Austin. he was yeah. tossing people out of the way. And that like,
1: iconic picture of him with like a guy in a headlock.
0: Yeah, that was crazy. <clears throat> but honestly, I don't think Voight's... like I that was the point of the question. I don't think he really comes close to being picked there. I mean, he's a big dude, don't get me wrong. Fourth.
1: I mean, he's well, if if you're just going by based off height, definitely not. But I mean he's stocky as hell. He is. He's awk. Yeah. So what's does the consensus on that? Is that team? Is he what? Does he bench the most, bench the most on the team? I yeah. think he does.
2: With one I arm, I heard yeah. that, looks like he does.
1: With one yeah, arm, that's he a does. Point on Void side. I mean, that's that's pretty important. He, he, you know he's strong.
0: So. Definitely the only one we've seen bench with one arm. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I don't think I'm picking him anywhere in the top five or six because I'd take people like Caneley before him. The guys, nut bag. So
1: yeah, that's the thing. Like in a fight, it's not about who's the
0: strongest. It's about who's like the most crazy. Yeah, so,
1: like, yeah. exactly.
0: That's why Caneley might be number one. But, yeah, true, true. Anyway, that got very off topic so I think we'll end the episode Ooh. there honestly mixed mixed, mixed reviews on uh, void for this episode so tune in next time see I mean me. I'm sure he'll prove it like we I'll, I'll continue
2: to doubt him and he'll continue to prove me wrong so
0: it's until fun. Greg Bird comes back to the Yankees
2: <laughs> yeah
1: we're all waiting for that day <laughs>
0: we're all waiting yeah. to fly <laughs> the bird I don't know why I even said that I hate Bird so <laughs> tune in next time see you guys later with school you like to
2: drink and to smoke to take away the pain and i don't remember all my mistakes in every eye i got a love no one thing you're not all right i'm not all right I don't belong in a place like this baby let's roll We don't need to believe everything they think when
0: it's all so uh, Headed down that road and you don't gotta go down so low No don't let me go Got no patience, conversation driving you up the wall I'm perfect, you're a goddess, no sarcasm
2: at all You say you're sorry but don't know what you're sorry for No no point in keeping score you like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain, and I don't remember all of my mistakes. And every high got a love with no one thing. You're not alright. I'm not alright.